All right, guys, what's going on, baby? Let's go. Coach JC here, and you are watching or listening to the Win All Day podcast show, and I'm super stoked right now. I'm excited about our guest, and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment, but if you are a frequent listener to this show, then you know we kick our entire show off with what we call our Win All Day winning confession. So if you are a first timer, then I I need you just to repeat after me. Today is my day. Nothing will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am fearless. I choose faith. I was born a winner. I will win and win all day. Yes, you were born a winner and you will win and win all day. And I want to welcome you one more time to the Win All Day podcast show. Now, we are remote right now. We're still 2020. We have the coronavirus going on in our great country and in America. So we are doing our interview via Zoom. And I'm stoked and I am excited. As you can see, I just brought him on the camera, our special guest, and I'm going to introduce him, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, the interviewer himself. And tonight, Coach JC gets to interview the interviewer, baby. So let me give you a quick introduction to who our guest guest is tonight. This is the one and only Mr. Omar, a mentor and a coach, the daily source of inspiration, my main man, and and a motivational speaker himself. Man, his mission is to inspire people all around the world through his interviews with successful businessmen and women who live their lives as the passionate few. His desire is for his audience to be inspired and also live their lives passionately. The Passionate Few podcast is a heavy-hitting interview with series where Omar digs deep into the mind and lives of inspiring professionals from various walks of life to discuss all things passionate, purpose, and profit. His podcast is really national, national and also worldwide. And his main mission and the story of how these individuals found their passion is his passion to bring that out and how they are fulfilling it in their lives and how they are living a life fueled by passion. So I am joined today by the one and only, our special guest to the Win All Day podcast show, the man, the myth, the legend, the passionate few hosts, my man, Mr. Omar, what is up big time? Thanks so much for having me on, JC. Dude, that was quite the intro, bro. I'm uh, honored to be on. And, dude, I love your energy. And, I'm, again, man, I'm very appreciative and grateful to come here and bring value to your audience. I love what you do, and I'm happy to back it, brother. You're definitely one of the passionate few, I'll tell you that. <laughs> come on, my main man. Hey, I'm super stoked, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this uh, show tonight and this interview. And I believe that lives will never be the, the same after this. And, and here's why. You know, we connected at actually a mastermind, you know, in California. And um, somebody said to me, and this is all they said to me, you were sitting in the back of the room and somebody said to me, hey, I think you want to connect with that guy. He has some similar to you, a story and Tony Robbins is involved in changing his life. And that's all I heard. And I went to you in the back of the room, me and you connected. And I think since that day, we had some synergy. We do have a lot in common in our stories. And I want to jump right in, man, because I'm super stoked. I'm super excited. The Win All Day podcast show, Omar, is about individuals just like you that have overcome obstacles, 
broke through limiting factors and have created success and in life now are winning, but also living a life to help others win. So I cannot wait to get into the passionate few. I cannot wait to get into your mission and your calling. But man, let's start. Let's take it back a little, man. Like, let us in the life right now. There's people watching right now that might know you. They may have heard of you. They may not have heard of you, but they may have heard of your show. And they definitely have heard of the guests that you've been blessed to interview. But talk to us about really dig deep. Who is Omar? Where's he come from? And uh, how did he get to where he is today, my man? Yeah, man. So again, thank you so much, man. It's an honor to be on. And, uh, you know, I know we're in the middle of quarantine, so I was happy to come on and bring some value to your audience, even if we do it remote. But basically, um, yeah, man. So so for those that don't know, I'm the host and creator of a YouTube show and podcast that's worldwide called The Passionate Few. At this stage, I've interviewed over $10 billion, a little bit over that worth of entrepreneurs, men and women from all walks of life. And really the premise of it is to document stories of people who've gone from rock bottom to rock star in a certain capacity, right? And uh, the whole journey started for me when I was, uh, this was about four years ago. I was uh, 23 years old, turning 24, and I was in a rock bottom place, man. And I think a lot of people get to places in life where, you know, they start getting older and they start saying maybe their friends they grew up with making moves and they're trying to figure out their place. You know, you're trying to find your thing. And it's not that you're lazy per se. It's not that you don't have a good work ethic. It's just that you don't have a vehicle. You don't, you haven't found your mission. You're, you haven't found your calling. So I was in a place where I was quote unquote successful, but unfulfilled. And I shared this on the Jordan Belfort podcast when you know, I was blessed to be interviewed by him on the show. But basically, you know, I was in a place where I was somewhere between, you know, stuck um, and unhappy, but not unhappy enough to change and do something about it. Right. So I was in no man's land. And little by little, that eats at the soul, at least for me, it did. So here I am, 24 years old. I'm working at Tesla. Um, you know, I'm making money, but I'm not fulfilled. And I think a lot of people can relate where maybe you have a job, you have a profession, maybe you're starting to make money. Everyone else is saying, good job. That's awesome. You're for Tesla. You know, that's cool. And, and all that. But I, in my soul, it was killing me every day. And, you know, every day, everybody's going to work. All they're thinking about is getting promoted to sales manager or outselling the next guy. And that's their whole their whole 10-year plan is to just do that. And I always in my heart felt like I wanted to do something more. I just didn't know what. So long story short, I'm 24 years old and I start getting into self-sabotage. I start abusing substances. I start drinking a lot. And I really went to a, a really bad place, uh, both in terms of substance abuse and alcohol. I was drinking every day. And uh, to add insult to injury, I was, um, you know, I was showing up late to work, just really sabotaging my own, my own life, my own relationships with myself, with my family. At the time, I was also with uh, with a girl who was, quote, unquote, my everything, you know. So she became my, like, when everything in my, lo- my life was, you know, what I thought was, quote, unquote, shit, um, which I realized in retrospect was because I didn't have a relationship with God. I wasn't, I wasn't being grateful or appreciating what I have. And, you know, in retrospect, what you appreciate appreciates. And I wasn't appreciating it. So how could anything appreciate if I don't appreciate it? And so, anyways, it had all the walls caving in, right? I was unfulfilled at work. Financially, I'm starting to go in debt, I'm losing control of my body completely. My mind is going numb because I'm just putting all these substances in it. And all I have is this, this girl. And so to add insult to injury, she, you know, we end up getting in a fight for a couple of weeks and she ends up leaving me like that. Now, you got to understand at this time, this is the first girl in my life. Every girl leading up to that, I, I was always the man, you know, I was always like they came to me, you know, girls don't. Girls don't leave me, I leave them, you know, I'm the man, that whole thing, right? Yeah. So for the first time, she broke up with me, and I was like, what? Like, how, how could you break up with me? I'm the man, you know? I'm, you know, I'm trying to win all day here, you know? And uh, 
And uh, yeah, man. So to add insult to injury, I was at rock bottom and she, she left me when I was at my lowest and dude, I lost control. I went down this dark, dark hole and quit my job at Tesla and just went $30,000 into debt. And I'm just gaining weight. Like it's just, I'm off the deep end. And uh, I remember, bro, I had $300 to my name. This was four years ago. I'm 24 years old. So imagine I'm 24 years old. I got $300 to my name. And um, I'll never forget, man. I was, I was just, I was in my car. I was like sleeping around places in my car, like just smoking weed. And just like, I was listening to Tony Robbins though. Cause I was like, man, this guy's going to save me. But I, I didn't know how to implement it. You know, I'm, I'm, I only have 300 bucks. I don't have a job. I don't have any, I'm like high and drunk all the time. And, but I started listening to Tony. So I wasn't doing anything with the knowledge. You know, I say knowledge is information, but taking action, that's where the power is. And so I had potential power, but I wasn't acting on it. And so I was listening to Tony. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I think a lot of people go through life where they're consuming the thing, but not doing anything about it. Yeah. And I'm actually kind to those people. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, get off your ass and do something about it. I understand that sometimes you want to, but you might not have the right vehicle to channel that into. So, I, I, you know, I don't take offense or, I, you know, I don't blame people who are consuming content, not doing anything about it, as long as they're actively looking for a vehicle, because I was. But anyways, I didn't have it. So long story short, I'm listening to Tony Robbins, and I start hearing these, these concepts of, you know, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that we give it. Um, the label you put on the experience becomes the experience, right? That the master, the master of success is the one who uses uh, the manipulation of pain and pleasure, not the one who lets pain and pleasure manipulate them. And I, and I, you know, these thoughts start being introduced to me. And even at the time, I'm in heartbreak. You know, anybody can relate to having their heart broken or having somebody, you know, cheat on them or leave them or whatever it is, especially when they're in a low point. Uh, but keep in mind, I had, it was like personally, financially, uh, relationally, intimately, like socially, like just my family, air, all the walls were caving in. All the while I had this inspiration to do something big, but just felt like, man, am I, is this ever going to happen? Is something ever going to happen? All, all the while my friends are getting jobs. They're starting to make, you know, what at the time I thought was a lot of money, you know, 40, 50 grand a year, right? They start making these moves. So bottom line is, in this rock bottom zone, smoking a joint, listen to Tony Robbins, he talks about a coach, you know, the concept of having a coach. So I reach out to my network, I might have posted something on Facebook or made a few phone calls, and I end up getting recommended this coach. Um, and his name was Dave Thorpe, shout out to shout out to Dave. So Dave ended up being my coach, he charged, um, I think it was 250 bucks an hour, and I had $300 to my name. And I think that might have been like the super hooked up price, uh, you know, because now I've invested, you know, multiple, like well past six figures in coaching. Uh, but basically at that time, I, you know, I didn't have any answers, man. So I figured, man, like what's the best case scenario of me keeping this money and not investing in myself, you know? And that's why I love what you do, JC, as a coach and helping people. And that's why I have much respect to what you do to serve people and believe in what you're doing and how you tr help transform lives. Uh, because I myself was somebody who needed to be transformed and I didn't have the courage to do anything about it. So long story short, uh, I make a phone call to this guy, Dave, um, telling my situation, we meet up and literally with tears running down my face, we grab a paper and pen and we come up with this whole life plan and we can get into it and I can elaborate what happens from there. But essentially, um, Dave told me two things. Number one, congratulations on the breakup. I was like, what the hell? What do you mean? Congratulations. He's like, congratulations, bro. That's, that's a God letting her walk out of your life 
so that you don't have to waste all this time with it. You know, you don't have, you don't have the debts. You don't have the house. You're not losing the marriage. There's no kids. Like this yeah. girl voluntarily walked out of your life. Think about what she's freeing on your plate for you to go live your dream. You know, congratulations. She just made way for the next one. And that was a pattern interrupt to me. Right. I was like, Whoa, I was like, what do you mean? Congratulations. Right. But he was smart. And I think that's what a good coach does is they interrupt your patterns. You think it's going this way, but a coach goes, uh, uh-uh, it's going that way. So that was the first thing. Second thing he said, and this is what changed my life, man. He said, Omar, if life was perfect, what would happen next? Mm-hmm. If life was perfect. And JC, I got to tell you, bro, in that moment, I thought, whoa, like, think about that. How many times in life do people ask you? And for anybody listening or watching this, how many times have people ever given you permission in life to say, what would happen next in your life if life was perfect? Wow. Right. Not if you had to settle. And I think so, so, so much of the time, most of us assume, yeah. ah, I'll never really make my dream income. Ah, I'll never really do what I really want to do. Ah, I'll never really be with somebody I really want to be with. You know, ah, I could never really live a profession or a career or a mission that I really want to, you know, live. We all assume mentally that we have to settle a little bit, right? Ah, you got to give and take a little bit, right? You got to a little bit. And, you know, for the first time in my life at 24 years of age with tears running down my face, um, and I still have this paper, JC, and there's dried up water spots on it from my tears, man, because I was praying to God. I was looking for answers and I was praying for something. I realized I had to do something. You know, they say, if you walk to God, he'll run to you. And um, really, you know, I was just praying and came across that coach. We sat down and over the course of probably two or three hours, it was supposed to be one hour, but you know, thanks be to God who stayed with me. So over the course of two to three hours, Dave sat down with me and we wrote down everything if life was perfect. We wrote down a whole manifestation prophecy and he told me to write it down in the present tense. So I said, you know, he said, well, what do you want? If life was perfect, there's no fear. Everything will happen. This is your wish to God. It'll happen exactly how you want it. What would happen next? He said, biography doesn't equal destiny. Decisions do. Come on. So I, I wrote down all this stuff. I said, if life was perfect, I would inspire millions of people. I'd surround myself with some of the most inspiring people on the planet. I would make millions of dollars. I would uh, have a team that's on a mission with me. I would have clarity for the next decade. I would be clear in my mission. Um, I would, um, you know, I would be sober. I would be healthy. I would be in a loving relationship. And I just wrote down all these prophecies, man, of everything I wanted in my life. Now, at the time, I didn't know how to make it happen. But we looked at that paper. That was step one. Step two was he said, Okay, so what are the ingredients you currently have before we decide what to do? You know, I think, you know, a lot of people come to me in life and they say, Omar, I don't know how to find my passion. I don't know how to find my purpose. As the creator of the passionate few, I kind of sign myself up for those questions. I get those every day. And what I've come to realize, um, and I got this also from Tony in my own life experience as well as Coach Dave is, you know, just like anything in life, you know, like water has multiple purposes, right? You can bathe in it. You can drink it. You can plant with it right? You can clean things with it, um, right? There's so many different things, uh, purposes that things can have, and human beings are no different. You know, we could have multiple purposes, you know, regardless of someone's spiritual belief, your purpose could be to worship God. It could also be to be a loving, significant other. It could be to be a father to your children, right? There's so, and so passion and purpose are the same way. They're multidimensional. And what I've come to realize is that passion is kind of like a match. You know, when you light a match, I think so often in life, people say, well, what's my passion? What's my purpose? Thinking that there's only one thing, which adds a lot of pressure. Yeah. What I tell people, and this is what happened that night, what I tell people is that I look at passion and purpose kind of like you're a match. And you got to just go try things, man. You got to go experiment with things. 
and you got to go light and see if it lights on fire. You know, like say I have a match and I, and I try to light it here on my phone. Oh, it doesn't work. Let me just try to light something else. Let me try to light okay. something else. And pretty, you only got to be right once to change your whole life. And so that night we went about lighting metaphorical matches. We said, well, what about this? Well, what about this? What about that? We jotted down this whole list of things I've always wanted to try. So he said, if life was perfect, what would you do? He said, well, what do you like? I said, I don't know. He said, well, if you did know, what, what would you like? I said, well, I like communicating. I like inspiring. I like motivating. I like public speaking. Um, I like asking questions. Uh, I like, you know, meeting, you know, affluent individuals and learning their story. I love luxury. <laughs> you know, I love uh, learning. I love um, money. I love um, impacting people's lives. I love, you know. And so although these sounded like vague things, um, this is why it's important. Because, see, most people when it comes to passion or purpose, they want to know the thing. And what Dave taught me that night was kind of like making an entree. Kind of like you're the chef of your life, right? And you... If you start with what entree do I make, that might be overwhelming. A better way to go about it, and I tell people this, is to lay out all the ingredients on the table. You know, Sharon, I don't know if you know Sharon Srivatsa. He also, you know, has been part of a lot of the people we've been in the mastermind with. I know me and you connected yeah. to the shout out Pedros and Craig Ballantyne. But um, that's where we connected. But Sharon's friends with them, and, you know, I've had Sharon on the show, and he told me, fear has no place on paper. Yeah. So right there on paper, I wrote down all the ingredients, you know, all those things I just mentioned. You know, I like this, I like this. And then we objectively looked at it with no fear, no emotional bias. We looked at that paper and we said, okay, with these ingredients, what entree could we make? You know, with all these ingredients, okay, we could make this, we could make this. And although, it, you know, it sounds clear that I would end up doing the show and, you know, doing all this, which we can get into, that night we decided, you know what, I would create a show documenting stories of inspiring people. I didn't know that it would be a podcast or a YouTube or that I would start a production company or we get an affiliate marketing or that we'd offer, you know, get sponsors and ad revenue and all these opportunities financially and business-wise would open up. I really just came from my heart, my passion uh, to want to, you know, implement these ingredients. And literally, man, the, the people that I wrote down, words would pop out, uh, pop out uh, of the page into my life from the Bedros Cooley and to the Tony Robbins who would later invite me to go down. And, you know, he sent me this epic note. Uh, one minute audio and invited me to fly down and you know I got to go behind the scenes he gave me this hat and you know I got to go behind the scenes with this guy who changed my life I would have never thought fast forward four years you know I would have impacted millions of lives done the thing with the money done the thing with you know changing people's lives done the thing with building a team building a mission you know interviewing my dream guests from the billionaires to the you know I wrote down Jordan Belfort the Wolf of Wall Street and I to think I would later be invited on a show to share my story or, you know, flown by Tony Robbins or all that stuff, you know. And I know I'm skipping a lot of the, you know, how things happen, but that was really the core, man. I was in a place of desperation and inspiration. And, you know, by hiring a coach, it took off and changed the whole trajectory of my life. And, you know, we'd end up doing what we're doing today. Come on, baby. And now we're here. <laughs> and you're here on a Win All Day podcast show. Man, you said so many powerful things in there, bro, that I was taking notes that we could, like, just stay on that I know there's listeners on the other side right now that are saying, man, I tuned in tonight. I tuned in today. I'm listening or I'm watching the Win All Day podcast show. And man, I, I, I wish I could create something, right? A new story for my life. I hear Omar talking, man, he went from, you know, drinking and drugs and depressed over a girl. And, you know, I think that's a powerful thing where if you're listening tonight and you're lacking hope, you are uh, lacking motivation, I want you to borrow mine and Omar's right now because you are listening or watching two guys right now that in a short amount of time 
went from down and out, broke, depressed, oppressed, me suicidal, people that are listening know my story, $400,000 in debt, suicidal, in the fight of my life to be a dad, threw away everything, my story to play Division One basketball, and wound up going from that to starting five companies in personal development and fitness and marketing. And like it, you're here four years later, bro, making an impact. And I think you said something I want to stay on for a second yeah. because this same quote is a quote that radically changed my life. And I'm so like, you're, you're going to make goosebumps when you said it. The meaning of anything in life only has the meaning you choose to give. Perspective. Like think about that for a second, how you could shift the entire trajectory of your life by the meaning you choose to give it, how you view it, right? And I heard you say that. You started to view that situation differently by a coach steering you to basically do the same thing I did at that moment when I read that in the book and my meaning was this had to happen, right? Exactly. And your exactly. coach almost told you, gave you that same meaning. Like that girl broke up on you on purpose. Like it had to happen. So I want you just to really quick talk to the person right now that's listening or watching today and says, man, Omar, I hear you, man. That sounds real good. But, but, but what else did you do to shift your perspective, to recreate that new story? You wrote the vision and made it plain. That's powerful too. Not only did you shift your perspective, give the situation a new meaning, but then you said something else powerful. You said, I, my coach had me write down what I would want in a perfect life. How many people listening right now, if you want to win in life, you got to know what you want or you'll never get it. Write the vision and make it plain. So you shifted your perspective. You gave it a new meaning. You wrote the vision and made it plain. But you didn't just manifest it, man. You had to take action. That's right. So we're sitting here today and we're going to get into some of the people you interviewed. But I want to stop there because I want you to say, what did you do next? After you wrote that on paper, you shifted the meaning. What kind of action did you have to take? to get to where you are now four years later, brother. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Um, and, and again, you, you nailed it on the head with the hammer, man. Clarity is power. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, you know, at this stage, I've interviewed people that make, you know, hundreds of thousands, people that make millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions, tens of billions. And I will tell you, I notice common denominators in their patterns of thought and their patterns of habit. And the one thing I'll tell you, I mean, there's a lot of things, um, but there's a few things that I see over and over and over and over again. And in the great words of Tony Robbins, I'd have to be an idiot to not notice those patterns because it's so apparent. Uh, But the one thing I'll tell you is clarity and specificity. When I talk to broke people, they're vague. When I talk to successful people, they are precise as hell. Think Think about this. In life, we get paid for precision. Think about that. Think about in the medical field, right? All noble, by the way, all noble cause. And my sisters in the medical profession, especially people on the front lines, I, I commend you and I, I yeah, thank no you. You guys are leaders in this world. So if you guys are listening, you guys are game changers. And Absolutely. we're forever grateful. But, you know, for example, when you're when you're a generalist um, in the medical profession, um, as you move up, right, and you become a surgeon and then a specialized surgeon, right, you get compensated more because you're more of a rarity, right? You're more of a... Um, you have fewer and fewer people are doing more and more precise things. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So I think, I think in life we have to be our own surgeons. Um, and the more precise we can be, the more we can get in there and make things happen. Long story short, I wrote down this super precise plan and I realized, uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll get back to the point about, you know, the, the patterns or the common denominators around the people I've interviewed and the more precise they are at different scales but I wrote down this whole plan and I'll never forget it. And I, I tell people to this day, whether it's people that I coach or, or people that I've worked with, or whatever, one of the most important things in the world 
is to set a deadline. You know, a lot of times we think taking massive action is like this big, scary, like, oh, we just got to take these scary actions that put us in financial risk. Not at all, man. And the great words of Jim Rohn, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And most people fail, not because they didn't take the radical action. In my opinion, most people fail because they never picked a date and time to launch the thing. Yeah. Right? Literally. Literally. You know, so I'll never forget. Um, He had me write down. He said, you know, I said, okay, I have this podcast, the show. I'm going to do this. I'm going to interview it. He said, okay, perfect. When, what day and time does episode one launch? What day and time does episode one launch? And, and I'll never forget it, JC, because how often do people say they want to start things, they want to do things, but they never pick a date and time. They never make an appointment, you know, and what you don't, what you don't get scheduled doesn't become real. And so that day, you know, you don't, you don't eat uh, lunches you didn't schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to decide, you have to decide when's the schedule, when's it going to happen. And so we made a schedule. We said, Hey, episode one launches on this day at this time on this thing. Before I ever had an interview, before I ever had a logo, before I had any idea what the hell it was, I had no clue. And we picked a date that wasn't too far off. I think it was two weeks off, so it created that pressure, right? Uh, one thing I've learned is that there are only two targets in life as it relates to productivity, and those are uh, financial targets and time targets, money and time. Those are the two primary targets as it relates to business. Um, in life, there's other things, but in yeah. business, there's time and money. And so you can't always control the money targets, but you can always control the time targets. And if you control the time targets, if you hit your time targets, more often than not, you'll hit the money targets. Too many people aim for the money and they waste time on that. So, you know, we came up with the time targets. So I took massive action. We said, okay, you know, whatever, two weeks out at 1 p.m., I'm launching my first episode. And that, you know, pressure is nothing but a rock. That, sorry, a, a diamond is nothing but a rock that's been put under pressure. So we created that pressure. And even though my mind was like, oh, sh- shit, I'm not ready. I don't know how to do a podcast. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't, what, how do I interview? Who do I interview? What do I you know, There was no courses. There was no information. There was no, you know, at this time, there, it wasn't that popular. Uh, I mean, they were around, but it wasn't that, you know, there wasn't a lot of people giving knowledge around it. So I had to just figure it out. Keep in mind, I'm $30,000 in debt. So I, I mean, you know, and I'm not in a good emotional place. And, and imagine telling my parents at 24 years old, oh, I quit my job. I'm in this low place. I'm going to start a podcast with no money. <laughs> yeah, they weren't my biggest fans. Long story short, I, um, I go about and I write down this whole plan for what I'm going to do. I find the pieces because I created the pressure of the deadline. I was meditating one day and I, I asked my buddy that I was with, I said, hey, do you, know any, do you know anybody who can help me with a podcast, the audio engineer? He goes, yeah, my homie Kevin. It was like 11 p.m., by the way, bro, on like a Monday. And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, could we call him? And he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, I can give you his number. See, most people, and this is the difference between action and massive action. Most people would go, oh, yeah, for sure. Shoot me the number. And I'll get in touch with them later this week or tomorrow yeah. or whatever. I called him right then, then and there on the spot, you know, and I didn't care. Not that I'm, I was irrespectful of his time or disrespectful of his time, but I knew that the urgency is power, right? You got to strike when the idea is hot and the emotion strong. Success loves speed, and I learned that that night. And uh, so right then and there at 11 p.m., I called him, met up with him, went to his house. Next day, he's worked with me. Fast forward to this day, uh, four years later, Kevin still works with me till this day. On a whim. On a whim, I met him. But I took massive, urgent action. So now, boom, I set the deadline. Boom, I, I, got, I found the audio guy. And then uh, I was thinking about the name. I didn't have the luxury of time. So I thought about the name of the day. I thought about the name. I called a graphic designer with the next day. I got the logo. So within, see, most people can spend months, for example, wanting yeah. to start a business or whatever. But my podcast, I came up with the date I was launching, the time I was launching, the name of the show, the logo for the show, and the audio guy who was going to help me 
you know, produce it because we're doing it in person all within a span of two, three days. And that level of urgency is what really was the catalyst for me to start the show. I just did one interview. And uh, by the time, you know, by the time um, that two week rolled around, we pumped out the first episode. And I tell people there's the power of one. You know, so often when you're trying to start a business or do the thing or whatever, or, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's fitness, your mindset, your relationship, whatever, all it takes is doing one. Sometimes we get overwhelmed and we say, damn, I don't know how I'm going to do this for the whole year. Don't worry about that. Focus on getting the one client. Focus on launching the one thing. Focus on getting one customer. Focus on getting one view or one download on your pocket. Focus on the one. Start with what you know and then let that scale. Let it grow. But yeah, you got to take massive urgent action because everybody else is just, most people are dabblers. You know, they dip their toe in the pool. You got to go in. I don't care if you're worried about drowning. Put on floaties, put on a thing, whatever, but just jump in the damn pool. And uh, I'm you, jumping in is, is what changed my life. And and, uh, and here's the thing, bro, and I know you know this too, JC. You know, I've interviewed, you know, some of the biggest names in entrepreneurship and business, some of the top 100 wealthiest people on the planet. And I will tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, I was with, uh, to give you an example, uh, I was with John Paul DeJoria, um, you know, multi-billion dollar entrepreneur, creator, Patron Tequila, Paul Mitchell Shampoo and Conditioner. I was with him in, in uh, the month was November and in earlier that year, I forget what month, but a few months prior, maybe six, five, six months prior, he had just sold Patron Tequila for 5.1 billion cash, cash, JC, cash. This guy at 37 was living in his car, homeless at 37. You know, so this is why I'm passionate about what I do is because it goes to show that no matter where you come from and for anybody listening uh, or people who enjoy JC stuff or considering working with JC or, you know, whatever, transforming your life in whatever capacity is like no matter where you're at right now, you can make anything happen. We move towards the image we hold in our minds, not the present reality. The, the reality in our mind has more to do with the reality of our future than the reality of our present. Our present is a reflection of our past. Yeah. Right. It's a reflection of the actions we've taken till now. But our future isn't predicated on now. Our future is predicated on the image we hold in our mind. This is why some people, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, JC. Some people at 50 and 60 and 70 are phenomenally fit and great energy and loving, passionate relationships where they have sex all the time. Right. Whatever it is. But it's because they held that image in their mind. Most people don't do that. Most people in their mind think, oh, man, when I'm 50 or 60, that's when I start getting sore. And that's when I started losing control, diabetes, you know, and no disrespect to people who get that stuff. But more often than not, I believe that like the image you hold in your mind, you can intentionally create that future. You're not, you know, two, there's two types of people in life. And anytime we hire people, I have my assistant anytime or, you know, anybody who's hiring somebody on our team, I always preface the first thing is, is this the type of person that life happens to them or they happen to life? Come on. We only hire people that happen to life, not people that life happened to them. So anyways powerful when man I, when I, bro you are <laughs> dropping so much wisdom and i just yeah. want to recap really quick because i know there's people listening right now or watching yeah. and you say man omar jc i i want to be a passionate few i want to win more in life i i desire to be more and achieve more and i i want to start a business i want to make that amount of money i want to i want to create my new story for my life like you hear my man omar talking about right now and you know the first thing we talk about it's super super powerful because i believe in repetition that's why i'm repeating it is number one, the meaning of anything in life only has the meaning you choose to give it. Step one, shift your perspective of what is possible in your life and the story that you make and create around whatever your situation, circumstance looks like at the moment. Number two, man, you said something, write the vision and make it plain. Really, you wrote a perfect life. You created that life on paper before you created it 
in reality. And you said on that, you got to be specific. You got to be crystal clear. You got a clarity and specificity. And then you said something powerful and taking action is you said, don't wait for it to be perfect. Basically. Hey, you just got to start. You just got to start doing something. You got to make a move to move the ball. And I think right now there's somebody listening or watching and there's fear consuming your life right now. And I want to, I want to speak to you directly right now because as Omar was talking that just arose in my spirit where I'm thinking, man, why would somebody not take action? Why would somebody not create that life? It's fear, right? And fear, just like we're talking about, we're creating a new story. Fear is, that's all fear is, is a story. And all fear in your life right now, if you're listening, it's triggered by something, right? It's your, your situations, your experiences, what happens to you in life. And once that's triggered, what do we do? We start to create a story around that fear. Oh, maybe that's how I'm always going to look. Maybe that's, uh, that's all the money I'll ever make. You got to hear us right now that you can overcome that fear. And the greatest way to overcome that fear is give it a new story, a new meaning, and take action. Don't wait for it to be perfect, right? And for me, for me personally, Omar, right, for me to overcome fear, I had to make a shift in who I believed I was as well, right? right. Not only what I was capable of, but at that moment in time where I was like, wow, that's that Jonathan Keneally guy that threw away his story, okay, a Division One basketball player. Ended up $400,000 in debt, getting a girl pregnant and fighting in a custody battle, right? Depressed, oppressed, identity crisis, hating who he is, living with guilt and shame. I had to allow that guy to die and create this Coach JC guy. I created this guy, right? I made this guy. I created this guy of what I wanted, who he could be, what he would look like, the money he made, being out of debt, being a dad, all of this stuff. I created this guy. And I want you to talk about that for a moment before we get into the passion of you and what you're doing right now is what was the shift you made in who you are? Because you're like everybody else, Omar. God's no respecter of a person. You you don't have some unique skill set that somebody else doesn't have, right? Everybody has the same untapped potential. We can all be something. We can all amount to something. But I want to talk about the identity. You know, for you, you know, drinking, smoking weed, girl broke up with you, man, I'm in debt. I'm not going to mount to anything. What was the shift you made in a belief? Because here's my belief. The greatest belief you could ever have is a belief in a creator God. The second greatest belief you could ever have is a belief in you, who you were born to be, who you are, and who you can become. So I want you to talk briefly about that really quick. Is What was the shift you made in who Omar is and, and who Omar can be and become at that moment? Because that's yeah. the big shift, man. No, I, I love that, bro. And I, and I love how you, how you exactly put that. And three quick super quick points that relate to that. Number one, you said something brilliant about, you know, the imperfection of not having it all together, whether you're listening to this or whatever. But I will tell you that, and I mentioned this earlier, you know, when I sat down with John Paul DeJoria, guy with the, the $5.1 billion guy and the creator of the multi-billionaire. And I asked him when I was with him, I said, you know, how often are you running this? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in LA, Beverly Hills with him atop this huge office. He's running this huge corporation around the world. And I, I mean, dude, Patron Tequila, Paul Major, I mean, those are huge, colossal companies. I said, I said, how do you um, know everything? You know, are there ever times where you kind of don't know what the hell's going on? He said, Omar, I have no idea what the hell's going on most of the time. <laughs> and he says, but I know how to put the right people in place to make things happen. Come on. And I thought, wow, how brilliant is that? That you can, for, and whether your goal is money or not, it doesn't matter. It's really symbolic of the fact that you can build beautiful things in your life not knowing all the pieces, being scared, being insecure, being unsure, as long as you can get the right pieces in place and take action in spite of the fear. That's the first thing. So those, you know, people think that these successful people have it all figured out. They don't. 
They were just willing to take enough action in the face of uncertainty, in the face of fear anyways. In the great words of Dr. Susan Jeffers, you feel the fear and do it anyways. The only way to overcome fear is to go through it. Yeah. You can't think yourself out of fear. Here's the second, second part about what you said, and that was brilliant. You know, a lot of people are fearful, and I've come to learn that fear is one-sided. Fear is the perception, the movie, if you will, of things going in an undesirable way. Fear is the dramatization. Fear is the mental movie of only one side of the equation of what happens next. And see, manifestation doesn't happen in a one-sided reality. Come on. Right? All actions, all actions have two effects. All actions. Nothing in this world manifests without two sides. Everything in this world has two sides. So even if you want to start a business and you start it and it say it's a passion play, but it doesn't make money and it fails, well, what's the benefit? Well, the benefit is I got to exercise my passion. I learned what did work, what didn't work, and I can pivot, right? Yeah. But if you don't perceive that, then you're only living in a one-sided reality, and fear can only exist in a one-sided reality. Come on. Fear can only exist in a one-sided reality. So if you're being fearful and not taking action, you're actually giving in and feeding to a one-sided reality where no matter what, with that type of mindset, nothing's going to happen. See, people who succeed in life, they accept the two sides of the action. Fear is only one side of the equation. So that's my second part of it. How is that? Is that everything in life is, is two-sided. And anytime you live in the exaggeration of the hallucination, the dramatization that there's only one side of the equation, you're playing small. Um, the last point I will make uh, about what you said about, about taking radical action and the identity is you're spot on when you say that. I think identity, this, and this again goes back to Tony. And I don't mean to be a tape recorder for Tony, but the points are true is that the strongest need in the human psyche is the need to remain consistent with who we believe we are. Yeah. Meaning we will fight through thick and thin if we believe this is in my identity. If my identity, and you know this, JC, if your identity is that you go to the gym, no matter how you feel, no matter how tired you are, then it's it's not a negotiation. This is who I am, period, period. This is who I am. And and see, the, the reason is most people base their identity on their past. And to really create an identity based on your future, it comes down to meaning. So on a practical note, on a practical note when that girlfriend broke up with me, although it was semi-spiteful at the time, watch this. The identity I gave myself because it empowered me at the time and, and life will go through ebbs and flows and you'll evolve. But watch this. If you want to transform your life anywhere you're at right now, watch this and let this example um, give you some power to turn your pain into power. When that girlfriend broke up with me, there were three things that girl loved. She loved going to the gym. She loved quest like quest bars after the gym. Second thing is she loved hot Cheetos. I think 90% of women on the planet love hot Cheetos. <laughs> and third she was in sales, so she loved Grant Cardone. I had never heard of Grant Cardone at the time. She had all his books or whatever uh, right there in her little library in her room. So she loved Quest Bars, she loved Hot Cheetos, and she loved Grant Cardone. So I made it my mission. I was like, okay, this, this fucking, you know, this, I'm going to tell you my mindset at the time. I don't feel it that way this way now. But years ago, I said, all right, this fucking bitch, like she left me. Um, I said, okay, she doesn't want my time. Well, I'll show you who wants my time. And so I made it my mission, bro. I took massive action and I wrote down on that piece of paper, I see myself interviewing the creator of Hot Cheetos. I see myself interviewing the billion dollar creator of Questbar. I see myself interviewing Grant Cardone. And lo and behold, my friend, that first year, within months, I interviewed Tom Bilyeu, creator of Hot Cheetos, and Grant Cardone. And get this, I went from nothing and no views and nothing to all three of them, without SEO, without anything, ended up being the most watched and downloaded interviews with each one of them on the planet. Uh, with no experience, no views, no SEO, no nothing, just massive and perfect action because I took that pain, right? Nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that you give it. So I took the meaning instead of a breakdown as a breakthrough. Like I'm going to show, I'm going to show this girl that she's going to, and I'm, and I'm not going to even tell her 
I'm not even going to tell her that I did it. I'm just going to let her on her own one day go, holy shit. Did she ever and, hit you uh, up? Did she ever say anything? We did. We did have a chat after. And uh, I will tell you, re revenge is best served uh, sweet. So, yeah, man, it was They say massive success is the best revenge. So, yeah, not only that, man, I got to be on Jordan Belfort's podcast. And he asked me, he was like, he was like, anything you'd like to say to her now? And I looked in the camera and I, I said, how do you like me now? You know, so I had that sweet moment. So imagine, imagine the, the wanting to prove her wrong and then being with the Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, who I never even would have dreamed of being in a room with being on his show and having a chance to look into a camera and just being like, Hey, how do you like me now? You know? So Man. I know that's spiteful motivation. Some people might hear that, but the reality is sometimes, you know, the rock says the best. You got to play mad, man. If that's what drives you, it, you know, maybe that won't sustain it. Right. Maybe that'll taint your heart if you live there. But at the time, you know, it worked and, you know, obviously wow. there's healthy motivations and motivations can change, but that was my identity at the time is like, I'm going to do something meaningful in the world. And Hey, by the way, I'm going to prove a point. I'm going to turn. I took the meaning. I took that pain. And see, I see JC, this is how it happened. I took the pain of that heartbreak, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I'm $30,000 in debt. Come on. Uh, you know, to me, it could have been $3 million at the time, you know, 30,000. I mean, that was like even beyond perception. Yeah. And dude, I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't drink. So all that pain, I channeled it into creative energy to figure out how to get the interviews. Come on. And that, and that how is what drove me. Grant Card, I live in LA. Grant Cardone lives in Florida. So when I saw he was in town, that pain of the breakup to prove her wrong, although crazy, I know, but like, that's what drove me to try weird, crazy things. I had you stalked no, him, you stalked him to a restaurant, bro. That's right. I stalked him to a restaurant. I saw that he was in LA at a restaurant in Beverly Hills. I went to that restaurant in Beverly Hills. I waited outside for two hours. Every time the door opened, my heart would beat to see if it was him. Oh, it wasn't. Door would open, my heart would beat. Oh, it wasn't. And I have adrenaline is flowing through me. What am I going to say? Oh my God, I look stupid. I don't have I have all these fears, fear, fear, fear. But the, the vision, the compelling vision of what would happen if, what would happen if, what, just what if, what if he says yes, just what if. And not only that, here's what I've come to realize, Jay. A lot of times in life, the more you go out on a limb, I find that more often than not things work when you try that weird little thing, that Isn't weird, that stupid little thing that yeah. most people wouldn't do. It, and now I have a, a rapport with God in a certain context where I feel like God has a sense of humor with me. He's like, all right, Omar, go ahead. Try the weird thing again. It'll probably work. Because see, so, and some people I DM'd and emailed. For example, Tom Bilyeu, I DM'd him 12 times. Didn't work. The 13th time I DM'd him, he said, yeah, sure. Come over to my house in Beverly Hills. Here's my number. Here's my assistant's number. Here's my address. Come here. It literally gave me everything like that. But had I given up on one or two or whatever or 12, wouldn't have happened. But because I pushed that one extra, that little bit, that little extra thing, I believe the universe is looking for somebody to give everything to. And it's only going to give it to the people that are willing to really fight for it. So I got that interview with Tom. And, you know, so that was the billion dollar creator request. I got the interview with him. Boom. One, in, one out of three in the bag. Grant Cardone. He was, in, he was in Florida. Came to L.A. Waited outside the restaurant. Went outside, pitched him cold, totally nervous. I said, hey, Grant, I brought up all his objections. I said, hey, Grant, I'm a big fan. Love what you do. I have a crazy ask. I drove two hours here, Beverly Hills traffic, to ask you a question. He said, what's up? I said, you know, I know it's crazy. I know you normally say no, but I know you're in town. I would love to do a podcast interview. It would mean the world to me, man. You changed my life. I read your book. I'm a huge fan. We'll be in and out in one hour. I know you would normally say no. And before you say no, right, I'm like stopping him. I'm like, hey, before you say no. I'm like, like, before you say no, just know I'm the young man you once were who's looking for a shot. I just want to do a simp, right? I just like an honest, humble, really from the soul. And he was like, all right, I like you, dude. 
you know, fast forward, not only would I get that interview, but Grant would actually become a client of our production company. Anytime he's in LA, our team films for him. He'd come on the show, be on three times. You know, we create, you know, interviews that would get millions of views cumulatively. Uh, creator of Hot Cheetos, same thing, man. I, yeah. I took that pain. She loved Hot Cheetos. And every time I'd see somebody with Hot Cheetos, I'm like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And, uh, and he was the last of the three. So it was one, two, and then three was, um, you know, I went to, I emailed him. No, I messaged him. No, I messaged his relatives on LinkedIn and Facebook and Google did and tried to find his PR and they would, nobody would get back to me. Coincidentally, one day I saw he had a speaking event, went to the speaking event, pitched him after he said no. Second time went, he said no. Third time he said, Omar, you, I walked up to him after and I didn't even say anything. He said, God damn, you're a persistent son of a bitch. You know, he's like, you email me, you message me, you come to my events. He goes, all right, I'll give you your interview. Not only would I go to interview him and it become the most watched interview ever, but Eva Longoria is actually now producing a movie based on his life. And wow. I know they're writing a portion of the script based on that interview of his life story. Wow. And uh, he's become a great friend. All of them have become friends at this stage. So, you know, some have become clients, some have become friends and clients and friends at the same time. So to think, see, but, but see, it was, it, that started as the pain of a breakup. Yeah. But see with that, how I converted that into that, not because I'm so great, yeah. but because I controlled the meaning. And remember, for anybody listening, you can do this. Your greatest pain is your greatest power. That might be God giving you a gift of gasoline in your tank. You get to choose if you put it in reverse, neutral, park, or drive. Come and on. I would encourage you to pick drive or overdrive, but God's giving you the gas. Everything in life's perfect. Your perception of it is the only thing that's off. We live in a perfect universe. Um, the only thing that's imperfect is your perception. So change it. What if this was a gift? If this was a gift, if this, if this rock bottom of being in debt was a gift, if this breakup was a gift, if losing my job was a gift, if this coronavirus to my life and the inconvenience, if it was a gift, what would happen next? Power. And I think if you, if you entertain that, you'll see that nothing in life really has any meaning except the meaning you give it. And once you take action, bro, your identity will change forever. Powerful, man. <laughs> and you said so many amazing things. I know if you're listening or watching right now, you're going to want to go back and rewind and put this on repeat and take some notes. I have a tattoo on my arm right here. It says pain and has an arrow to purpose because through my greatest pain, I discovered my purpose. And if I never went through that pain, I would never make the impact I am making today. People ask me all the time, how'd you get to do that? How'd you get to do that? Man, you opened up for Donald Trump, the president of the United States on a speed. How'd you do that? Man, I took pain, my most painful moment, and turned it into my purpose. And I think I want to say something before we move on because uh, I think there's people listening right now that we're talking about fear. We're talking about identity crisis. Man, there is an amazing way to overcome fear. Yes, action is number one, but you've got to build a life of faith, man. Faith, you said something earlier, Omar. Faith is seen beyond the current situation. Right. right. It's seen beyond your current reality, what you see or have in the natural. If all you see is what you have right in the natural, what your bank account looks like, what your body looks like, what the breakup looks like, you're going to get stuck. You have to make a decision that I am not moved by what I see in the natural, but I move, I'm going to create something in the supernatural. You created right. these interviews in your mind supernaturally before they even came to existence. And you said something so powerful. People yeah. quit too quick, man. If you're listening yeah. right now, you are one phone call. You are one action away from a breakthrough. Pick up the phone. Make the call. Get, write that book. Do that thing that you quit too early on. Omar, you heard it 13 times to get an interview, guys. You've got to become persistent. 
You got to become resilient and you got to know that resources are not the problem. You got to become resourcefulness and you got to create your life by creating your new reality. Now, Omar, I'm going to ask you something, bro, because we need sure. to, you, you name dropped three huge names. Okay. Yeah. And I want you to name drop, not for the, the benefit of bragging, but you have this show that's on YouTube, one of the biggest shows in the podcast world, The Passionate Few. You've interviewed people that are very well-known names that have a lot of great success and they're passionate about what they do. And I just want you to name drop. Just throw a bunch of names out. And I want this right now as you listen on the other side of this show right now, I don't want you to hear the name that Omar says and think, oh, wow, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I want you to be motivated, inspired, ridiculously over the top when you shut this podcast off to go take action because you are hearing a guy right off names that he sat down with and did interviews with that was broke, in debt 30000 drunk, drinking his life away, trying to discover depressed, oppressed, smoking weed every single day, living in a car, and he's interviewing these names. So I want you to name drop right now to motivate and inspire somebody on the other side listening, bro. Sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had on Grant Cardone, we've had on Ed Milet, we've had billionaire John Paul DeJoria, uh, we've had the billionaire creator of uh, Quest Nutrition, billionaire creator of uh, Hot Cheetos. We've had, um, God, there's so many names. Uh, we had Joel Marion, who was broke, people might not know him, but a great broke friend of mine. To, yeah, to $100 million at age 30. I mean, some people that you know, a lot of people are well known, but a lot of people also have incredible stories. But I've, you know, I've also interviewed people on TV. I've had, uh, you know, Tarek Almusa uh, from Flip or Flop from HGTV, you know, yeah. one of the biggest stars on HGTV. Well, actually, he told me, check this out for your audience to give you guys value. And this is why I do the show, because I capture stories of people who are just like you, who are just like me and you when we were at our rock bottom. And I do it for the version of me that was in that car, that was smoking that joint, that was lost, that was looking for answers. So anytime I do a show, and that's why I love your approach here is because you're doing it for that person that really needs that power, that transformation, is Tarek told me that he pitched the idea for Flip or Flop on HGTV before he had ever flipped a single house. Oh. So you're watching him learn flipping on TV. See, most people, what would most people do? Oh, I've never flipped a home. Oh, I could never do that. I don't have enough experience. Tarek was in debt and had never flipped a home, and his thing was, oh, if I get a TV show, maybe that'll help me. Imagine, you know how many fears he had? You know, this guy has battled through cancer, a very public divorce. Like, he's gone through all this stuff, and it all started because even in the face of fear, he gave the meaning of his pain. No, I'm going to use this pain of not getting deals, of not making money, to use it as power to make my vision a reality, to make something happen. And he got a TV show and ended up having the number one TV show on HGTV with Flip or Flop for house flipping without ever flipping a single house. Imagine that. Imagine the fears and anxieties he had now compared to your life. And imagine what where Tariq would have been if he hadn't done that. Now imagine where you will be if you don't take action on your fear and compare it to the reality of the movie of what will happen if you do use your fear. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've had on Manny Koshpin, who's you know a big time real estate legend. You know, we've had on Craig Clemens, billion-dollar copywriter, greatest copywriter of all time, he's called. Um, God, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's almost 100 at this stage, men and women. And here's the thing is that it's been in person. And I got to tell you, man, you know, you talked about the hairs popping, popping out of you. When you meet these people in person, it's a it's a great – when you're in a billionaire's office in person, especially somebody like that, 44th wealthiest man in America – bro you you pay attention to the micro words and the expressions you you pick up things you pick up energies you pick up how they answer questions how they process you know one thing for example is you know with John Paul DeJoria when I was in his office 
people were coming in, hey, John, we need this, hey, this is, and constantly he had systems. Oh, talk to Paul, talk to Amanda. I trust Amanda's decision. Yeah, let Paul do that. You know, he's he's like the professional delegator, right? So like little things. So you, from him, I picked up, ah, it's all about systems, right? So you learn different things from Bedros. You know, we've had Bedros Cooley and Craig Ballantyne, the world's most disciplined man. You know, um, Bedros is the founder and CEO of the Fit Body Bootcamp, but they got hundreds of locations. Yeah, and, and around the country. man up. He's actually going to be on my show in, in two weeks. Yeah, man up. Yeah, Bed- and Bedros is the man. And, you know, so it, it's been amazing sitting down with Lisa Nichols from The Secret. Yeah. Um, there's just so many powerful men and women, you know. Obviously, I got to sit down with Jordan Balfour. We have Tony Robbins coming on the show, which I'm super excited about. And it's just been this journey of uh, epic learning. And, and you know, I, I have the good fortune now because of that pain of living my dream. And, you know, we created a whole bunch of cool things in terms of, you know, impacting people and income from, like I said, the production company, digital information products, marketing stuff, affiliate marketing. I mean, it's it's just been uh, this beautiful ride that would have never happened had I never taken that pain and and acted upon it and used it instead of letting it use me. So I would encourage you guys to remember that, you know, sometimes getting what you want um, is a tragedy and sometimes not getting what you want is the greatest thing ever because yeah. it'll motivate you to really ask yourself some really deep questions and check this out. Have you ever noticed JC and for people listening, have you ever noticed that usually when you're at rock bottom, that's when you have the most honest conversations with yourself. Come on. Isn't that interesting? Yep. So whether you believe in God or the universe, whatever you believe, is that not maybe, maybe the universe's way of pushing you to really have honest conversations yeah. with yourself, or if you were making the money or you had the healthy relationship or you had the perfect life without earning it or without earning your stripes, you wouldn't appreciate or have these honest conversations. Is it not possible? Think about it. How many times have things been going smooth in your life, steady sailing, and we, you take it for granted? You forget yeah. to thank God. You think yeah. it's all you, right? It, you know, but then when you're in rock bottom, oh God, please help me. Oh, it is, right? It's almost like the universe, if we don't humble ourselves, the universe has no problem humbling us. And I think that is a transformational thought. And I think, um, yeah, man, it's changed my life. And I hope that other people that uh, are listening to this get value from this. And, and, yeah, it's uh, powerful, man. I think, I think coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, what the situation we're in right now in the world, I think that's created that for a lot of people. You know, your back's against the wall. You hit a, a desperation time, a do or die, you create a sense of urgency, a sink or swim, a survival mode. And sometimes it's in those seasons of life that you get created to get out of it. And all of a sudden things explode. And, uh, I just made a, a post about what you said, because it's funny how, you know, you mentioned before he pitched the show or when he pitched the show, he didn't even flip a home. Right. right. And you're talking about a guy that his show's been on, I don't know how many seasons, bro, but. Yeah, like 10 years or so. 10 yeah, years. 10, 11 seasons or something like that. 11 yeah. seasons. And it, it makes me think of a story when I was out in Vegas. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, James Malinchek, big money speaker. I was learning how to be a uh, make money as a coach, or excuse me, a speaker, public speaker, and making a business. And I, I'll never forget, I'm leaving to go back to the airport. I get in the shuttle with people from the actual event. Okay, and his goal, James Malchek's goal, being my speaker, was you're going to leave, and within a week, you're going to go book your first paid speaking gig. This is years ago. And I right. get in the bus to, to go back to the airport, and the lady looks at me, and she says, man, I really love your energy, this and that, and do you, uh, I would love for you to come speak for our company. We're in Canada. I saw that's awesome. She goes, well, I know you have a book called The Secret to Real Weight Loss Success. We are more interested in the business side. You're an entrepreneur. You start a business. Do you have a book about business? I didn't have a book about business. I'm in the shuttle to the airport. And I said, absolutely. 
It's called the secret to real success. How to have anything you want in business and life in 27 days. She goes, oh, I'm going to book you. She booked me for a speaking engagement. I went home. I had 30 days to write my book, publish my book, and I got that speaking engagement. My first speaking engagement ever for $2,500. And, but I did the same thing. I didn't have the book yet. But I, guys, so many times we wait and you're listening right now. You're waiting for things to be perfect. You're allowing fear to cripple you. Take crazy, massive action. Some people will say, Coach JC, well, you kind of lied to her. I said, you're looking at however you want to look at it. That forced me and put my back against the wall. So I wrote that book and I put, and that book has touched thousands of lives. And I booked my first speaking engagement that propelled me that I could be a public speaker and get paid to do it. And now it's years later and I stood on some of the largest stages because of that one decision in wow. that shuttle where I was nervous and scared and said, yeah, of course I got a book. And I would have never got the speaking engagement. Hey, Omar, I know your time's valuable, man. I want to respect you. We could spend all day talking. You've dropped so much wisdom and I'm, I'm honored because right now on the win all day show guys, I hope you understand like we are interviewing the interviewer himself. Like this is the man, the myth, the legend. He's interviewing the top people in the world. And I want to ask you this, the win all day podcast show and the mantra, it's not about winning and losing. That's not what it's about. It's about you maximizing your God-given talents and abilities. It's about you being your best. It's about you discovering your purpose. It does, it's, it's about you discovering who you were called to be and the impact and contribution you can make on the world. And winning, winning all day is about you owning the moment. It's about you winning that day. And, and, and I want to ask you that because I think yeah. one of the greatest things you could do is at the end of the night, when you lay your head on the pillow, you could ask yourself that powerful question, was I the best version of me today? Not good, not average, but did I maximize my God-given talents on this earth? We, we never get today back. Was I the best version of me today? And if you can answer yes, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in your relationships, in your mission, in your calling, then that's winning all day, baby. And I want to ask you this, Omar, what do you do on a daily basis to win all day? And what do you do to build Omar, the best version of Elmar? Omar, maybe physically, what do you do mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in your relationships, uh, leadership-wise? What do you do to build that best version of you so that you can give your best version of you? I want you. I want our listeners to take away some habits, some rituals that they maybe could adopt and implement that could help them create habits and rituals each day to get to that next level. So let us in the life of Omar. You're in the hot seat, bro. What do you do love physically, it. mentally, emotionally, spiritually? What are your daily rituals so that you set yourself up to win each day? I love that, man. So a couple of things. Um, and, and first, let me preface them with this is I believe before, you know, before I used to pursue success and failure constructs, right? Meaning I would pursue success and try to avoid failure. What I've come to learn as I mature is that looking at life through that lens is very limiting. And what I now really focus on uh, is really being a man or woman on a mission, right? Um, that, that is the ultimate aim because if you pursue success, you fear failure. And when you're in failure, all you want is success. And so you're constantly in this chase of the other and you're really, you don't have any power if you're not present, right? Your power is your presence. How powerful can you be if you're mentally somewhere else, no matter how physically strong you are, financially great you are, whatever. Your power is your presence. And I know you know that better than anybody, man. You have one of the best energies wow. of any human being I've ever met on the planet. And uh, so really, I want to preface it with that is that, you know, for me, there's a huge emphasis on not just pursuing success, but really being a man on a mission. And, you know, show my mission is to humanize greatness one story at a time. And our business is an extension of that. But, but really, for me, you know, I'm on a mission to show people what's possible for their lives, no matter where they come from or what they go through. And I got to be an example of it first. So for me, that presence really starts with meditation. You know, a big part of my life and a big part of my clarity 
is calibrating myself to not get lost in the delusions and the fantasies of life. So many of us we compare ourselves on social media. We compare ourselves to this bank account and that or whatever. But until you can get mindful, a lot of us are looking for answers outside when a lot of the answers are within. You know, so for me, a big part of calibrating myself is I meditate. I meditate every day. Um, sometimes it's for an hour. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. I'd be lying to you if I said it's always X amount of time, X amount of days. Yeah. Uh, but I do meditate every day. So that's the first thing. I anchor myself in presence that I don't get lost in the delusions and hallucinations and dramatizations and comparisons of everybody else. I mean, social media is so unavoidable. You need to go within. How often do you think with your eyes closed? This is why I love meditation. Most people, most people spend all day in delusion. They're looking at their phone. They're looking at their image. They're looking at this. But how often have you thought and literally turned your eyes around and just looked inside and just sat there and just so appreciated, appreciated the brilliance of who you are. And if you want to create power, you know, your power into the world is going to come from the inside. And if most of the day you're giving away your power to looking at your phone and this and your extrinsic and you only close your eyes to fall asleep and then you wake up and live in the fantasy all day, you're never giving yourself that inner time. So that's number one. I calibrate on the inside. Also, a lot of clarity. And the reason I do that, a lot of clarity happens. You've got a lot of answers, business ideas, insights, distinction. You know, what should I do here? What should I do there? You start listening to yourself when all that fluff melts away and it just becomes your true essence. So that's number one. Number two, I have fallen in love with the treadmill. I have a treadmill, especially during quarantine for me. Um, yeah. And for you, you know, for me, I love going on a 20, 30 minute run every day. Just helps me calibrate, get away from technology. And you ever notice when you like when you think about the same challenges you have before a workout or before a run, after a workout, you tend to be a little bit lighter or feel a little bit more confident or feel a little bit more flowy or momentum-y, right? That energy, that that's a tangible energy and that tangible energy, right? The better you feel, the better you do. So that's number two. Number three, um, and, I, and I have this little ritual and I've been doing this for years, is I make it a point um, always to manage my energy by complimenting others. Um, and, and, and being sincere. So sometimes when I'm out, I play this little game with myself called three a day where I give out three compliments a day. Um, and I mean them genuinely and, and it could be whatever it could be, you know, say I'm visiting my mom. Hey mom, I like your shoes, you know, or my sister, Hey, this, or, you know, say some, say someone sends a post because that, that energy, when you put that into the world, that ripple comes back to you. So you know, a lot of times these things are not even, I don't consciously do it. It's just such a part of my identity that I crave it. I crave that infectious nature because I know, think about it, JC, how often do so many of us in our idle time, say you get home and you sit on the couch, what happens right away? Most of our mind, you know, our mind doesn't go, Oh man, I feel great. Oh, what a beautiful day. Things are going awesome. Right. That doesn't just show up. You got to consciously appreciate it. You got to do your gratitude. So I do that too. But what most people do when they sit down is they think, Oh shit, I got to do this. Oh fuck, I got to do that. Oh shit. I'm running late for this. Oh, what time is this? Oh man, I forgot to do that. Oh crap. I got to do it. Right. By default, we all think about our to-do list and should do list and stuff like that. Um, so when you can interrupt that pattern with gratitude, giving it and feeling it. And this is why, this is why gratitude is so important. You know, a lot of people, and I've only learned this recently to be honest with you. And this is why I do this every day. Um, you know, a lot of people say you got to be grateful. And I think a lot of people, although well-intentioned, don't really get to communicate why, at least in a tangible way that makes people go, holy shit, based on the way you explained it, I want to do that. And I finally figured it out this year after years of hearing it. And this is why. See, when you're grateful, it brings you back to balance. When you're not grateful, you're always looking for more. And that energy of, oh, I want more, I want more, I want more. And it, when you're not centered, loving, and inspired, everything else is a fantasy. See, the addiction to elation will attract tragedy. Again, the addiction to elation will attract tragedy. So the more you're seeking and up, the more you'll be pulled down. Gravity, if I put my phone up, it goes down. 
nature, nature's of the laws of the universe. Everything always wants to come back to center, to balance. That's your, when you're most optimal. Think about it. Um, when you um, think about a uh, hot tub, right? Our, your normal body temperature is 98.6 degrees. It heats up when you go to a hot tub, right? A hot tub feels nice. Same thing if, um, you know, same thing if you, you know, want to be a little bit cooler, right? You might enjoy temperatures, but your balance, your homeostasis, your most powerful, optimal state is balance. And what gratitude does is if whether you're high or low, it brings you back to center and your power exists at your center. If you live in an extremity, you're dependent on being in an intense state for success. Tragedy will happen. If you go low, you're going to get pulled, right? So you don't want to live in polarities. You want to live in neutrality. That's where you want to live in grateful, inspired, and loving space. So gratitude allows you to be at 98.6 degrees in terms of your power. And that's where you're most optimal because you're most sustainable. And if you're going to have power, you want to have sustainable power. You don't want to just have a, a power where you maxed out and then you're done, right? You want to have sustainable long-term power. And you do that by being grateful for what you have because it brings you back to center. So once I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm doing gratitude every day. I want to be centered. I don't want to only live in extreme here, high or low. I mean, you, I'm sure you could relate, bro. When, when you have high, high, you know, I had times where I remember my first time making a hundred thousand dollars a month. And, uh, you know, for me, that was a goal for a long time. First time I did that, I was like, Oh my God, I'm on top of the world. I just made a hundred grand. Like I'm on track, you know, I'm a seven figure entrepreneur. I'm on track to be a millionaire. I remember how exciting, how excited I was. And I was on a high, right. And I was on such a high that, and I was addicted to the high and I wasn't grateful and I wasn't centered. I didn't thank God. I wasn't, you know, not that I was mean or whatever, but I was just so like, okay, more and more. That month ended up being the worst month of my life, bro. In terms of my emotions, in terms of my discipline, in terms of my diet, in terms of why? Because I wasn't centered. And when you can achieve in a centered space, in a grateful, loving, and inspired space, not pursuing success and avoiding failure, but from a man on a mission in a centered place of clarity, in my opinion, that's when you have power. So those are some of the rituals and thought processes that help me win all day, every day. And I uh, hope they brought value to you guys. Come on, baby. Hey, I'm super <laughs> stoked you joined us today. Um, I want you to tell everybody really quick because now you have a course that you're actually helping other entrepreneurs um, actually start podcasts, right? Is right. that still available? Yes. Yeah, so it's called the High Ticket Podcast Accelerator. You guys can also um, get in touch. You guys can find that. It's called the High Ticket Podcast Accelerator. You guys can also get in touch with me on Facebook at Omar Elatar, my name. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram at Omar underscore the rock star, uh, O-M-A-R underscore the rock star, all one word. You guys can find me under JC's uh, profile if you want. Otherwise, you can check out the Passion If You podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all podcasts worldwide, as well as YouTube at uh, Omar Alatar, the Passion If You. Google my name or YouTube search my name and I hope you guys check out the interviews and uh, be in touch if you enjoyed this. And uh, I'm looking forward to having JC on the show or you guys uh, want me to ask JC some questions or get in touch or if I've in any way touched your life, uh, do let me know. I'd be honored to hear that. All day, man. We are honored that you joined us today on the Win All Day podcast show. Omar, I always like to give a guest any last closing thoughts for the listeners or viewers before we let you go, my man. Yeah, absolutely, man. The one thing I would say is for any of you guys listening and uh, maybe thinking, you know, because I know what it feels like. You hear something, you get inspired, you get motivated. We all know the half-life of inspiration is short-lived if you don't take action. Yeah. So the one thing I would tell you is in anything, whether it's this podcast, the future one, whatever it is, maybe you're watching this right when it comes out. Maybe you're watching this years down the road. Maybe you're watching this 10, 20 years down the road whenever you're listening to this. But anytime you get something insightful, I would always encourage you to jot it down, whether it's in a book or a journal, and write down takeaways. 
Research shows that when you write things down, you're 80% more likely to actually retain it. So I would encourage you guys to write things down, come up with a plan and start taking some action steps. Some action steps here might be, you know, you can make whatever you want, but I would say action step takeaways, one, two, three. Number one, jot down, where are you today? Where are you really? Where are you really? Where are you really, truly, honestly? Number two, uh, write down where you want to be. What's your vision? And as clearly or as vaguely as you see it, it's okay. Be kind to yourself if you don't know what you want to do or you're figuring it out. But write down what you do now, okay? And number three, write down the ingredients that you currently possess. Write down the ingredients you currently possess. If you remember earlier in the story in the interview, we talked about, you know, JC being $400,000 in debt, me being in my situation, right? The common denominator was we didn't have a lot of puzzle pieces figured out, but we knew the ingredients we had. And we went about making the most, maximizing our resources. You know, as Tony says, resourcefulness is the ultimate resource. So what are your resources? What are the things that can help you bridge the gap between section one, where you are, and section two, where you want to be? Write down all those ingredients, get them out on paper, and start brainstorming. What's the next step that I could take, even if it fails, or even if I tried it, it would at least give me a shot at growth. And if you do that, I promise you if you do that, I promise you if you do that, I promise you, I promise you if you're listening to this, I promise you if you do it. You start putting those ingredients together, little by little things will happen and you'll look back one day and go, holy shit, I became the best version of myself. And that's how it is for anybody. Nobody escapes it. Nobody has all the answers figured out. We're all made of the same skin, flesh and bones as anybody else. You can do it. You were born to do it. And there's a reason that you were called to this podcast. And I believe that you have favor called upon in your life. So take action, write stuff down and please don't just listen to this and not do it and go, I'll get to it. Do it. Give yourself that gift. Best case scenario of not doing it is you stay where you're at. The best case scenario of you doing it is your whole life changes so that you too can win all day. Boom, baby. That's closing <laughs> thoughts from my main man, our guest today on the Win All Day podcast show, Omar, the host, the creator of The Passionate Few. Man, we're so grateful for you taking time out of your schedule to bless our amazing Win All Day audience. And uh, guys, if you're listening right now, man, I want you to rewind this. I want you to listen to it over and over. Visit Omar on his social media, Instagram, Facebook. Check out the YouTube. You will not, not at all be disappointed. It is not only an amazing podcast because of the guest, but the YouTube podcast, the production of it is absolutely out of this world. You think you are watching like an interview at a movie theater. So you guys, I'm telling you, top <laughs> notch, it's the best oh. out there. Man, I want, I want to tell you guys one more time. I want to remind you who loves you. I love you. But I do want to remind you this, that you were born a winner. So go win and win all day. Until next time, this is Coach JC signing out. My main man of the Passion A Few podcast, Omar. Guys, we'll get you next time. Peace. Love. God bless. Thank you.